This song, I Choose Love, was written by Lindy Thompson, and she wrote it in response to the murder of the nine people who were at their church Bible study just a few years ago at the people of Emmanuel African American Episcopal Church of Charleston, South Carolina. She was so moved by not the church's response to the shooting when they showed up at the sentencing of Dylan Roof and they offered him forgiveness. As Christ's church, they offered forgiveness in the face of the hate and the violence done, done to them. And there's a great movie out, it's called Emmanuel, and I, it's a, it talks about that act of forgiveness and how each family chose love in the midst of all of that. It was, they came forward as a community with each family making a decision. I would love to do a showing of that movie sometime here at Colonial. I don't know if you're interested in doing that, but I'd, I'd love to do a showing of that here sometime. We, we started our current ser series viewing justice through the lens of baptism. We started this back on Easter Sunday, and I, and I shared the story of my encounter with Chum May, who was one of the 12 people who survived out of, out of 20,000 who walked into the S21 concentration camp in Cambodia. He was only one of 12 to survive. And a little over a decade ago, the man who was in charge of that camp, a man named Comrade Duch, he was arrested for his crimes, which were the, the torture and the murder of thousands. At his trial, Comrade Duch talked about how he had become a Christian in the times in between. And he came face to face with Chumay and he asked Chumay for forgiveness. And not just for the for, uh, forgiveness for the killing of thousands of people, but also particularly for killing Chumay's wife and his children. But what I didn't say that morning was how Chumay responded to Comrade Duch. Did he forgive? It's complicated. Forgiveness often is. Jesus said to his disciples, watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins, warn them to stop. If they change their hearts and lives, forgive them. Even if someone sins against you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times and says, I am changing my ways, you must forgive that person. You must forgive. Someone hurts you over and over and keeps asking for forgiveness. Jesus says to do it, to forgive them. And it was just last weekend, last weekend, Francisco Oporez um, killed five of his neighbors because they asked him to stop shooting his assault weapon at night when the baby was sleeping. His response was to kill them all. How do you forgive that? And there are people, and I've seen this too, where people get fired from a job and they, they have all of these feelings of betrayal and shame, this place that they worked. And that can be very real and it can stick with you for years. And I've had people ask me, they're like, how do I forgive that? How do I let that go? 
people who've had affairs and over and over return and they ask for forgiveness. How do you do that? And I guess even more, why? Why should you? Have you ever struggled to forgive somebody? Yeah, everybody, everybody. What, those things that kind of keep coming back into your mind, and it takes away your sense of peace. You just can't let it go. It's that sense of betrayal or hurt that you just can't forgive. And I've even wondered, is there a point where Jesus actually would say, it's okay, you've done enough, you're, you're off the hook for forgiveness. But it turns out that Jesus is pretty serious about forgiving. They also led two other criminals to be executed with Jesus. When they arrived at the place called the Skull, they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Jesus walked the walk all the way to the cross. When I get back to the question of why forgive, on one, on one level, on a personal level, forgiving is really just good for you, right? Because when you hold on to anger, and resentment, you know, and I, I don't know, you have those, those revenge fantasies where you imagine what you would have said or what you could have said in that situation or how you, you'd like to get back at that person. When those things, we car where you start replaying the situation over and over in your head or living in the fear that you're going to be hurt again in the future. Somebody's going to hurt you again, so you avoid relationships. That's, that's, I'm just going to tell you, that is no way to live. It's its own kind of hell, and it spiritually diminishes a person. Deciding to forgive for, for, frees you from that sickness. Forgiveness is a healthy decision for anyone, but it can be complicated. There's also another level to forgiveness, and that's Communal forgiveness. And I think we need to learn this trick. Jesus' crucifixion, if you think about it, it wasn't personal. He was deemed a threat to the Roman Empire because of what other people said about him. Now, there were some jealous people out there who were stirring the pot and stirring up trouble, and they told the story they, that they, the way that they wanted it said. But at the end of the day, Jesus was executed for being an insurrectionist. He was a threat to the empire. It wasn't a, a personal thing. He was just deemed as a threat. And Dylan Roof came into that Bible study. He didn't come into it to murder certain people. He, it wasn't personal to him. He was just, just, he was trying to start a race war. And I want you to think about how many of these mass shootings, these organized shootings in some places, have had that goal where the shooter was trying to start a race war. Comrade Dooch, he was an ideologue. 
His war was steeped in this fantasy about the, building the perfect communist paradise in Cambodia. And when he killed the teacher that, who had loved him and he had loved, it wasn't personal. Not to him anyway. It was about building that vision. And this is important. Because unless we can learn to forgive and to reconcile as a community, as a nation, and as a world, we may be doomed. There is a reason that all these young men keep trying to spark a race war. Because they think that it will work. They believe in the power of hate. That their vision of a, of a white Christian, kind of a messed up Christian nationalism, they believe that that is the future. And Jesus, Jesus had disciples that, that wanted him to spark the revolution, to free them. But Jesus knew where that leads. It leads to one place and one place only. God's children killing God's children. Jesus chose another way. He died in the name of love. And he wants his church to choose and continue to proclaim compassionate love in this world. Because if we don't, if we don't, it may be our doom. And this is why we must forgive. But the how? That's complicated. How we teach, what we, how we teach forgiveness generally is, I call this traditional forgiveness. And it's kind of messed up. We teach this to our kids starting at a young age. And you may be into this thinking this too. It's this facile idea that one person apologizes and the other person then accepts the apology and says it's okay and you move on. But I'm going to tell you, after decades of counseling people, they don't. They don't move on. Chumay didn't believe that Comrade Duch didn't believe that his apology was sincere. He believed that Comrade Duch was lying. Chumay didn't accept the apology. And so by the traditional form or formula of forgiveness, there is no forgiveness there. But stay with me. It's a little bit more complicated than that. There was never any soul-felt reconciliation there between Chumay and Comrade Duch. That never happened. But forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. Forgiveness does not have to mean absolution. No consequences. For anybody who has been deeply hurt, if you have been deeply hurt, hear me. Forgiveness does not mean that you have to reconcile with the person who has hurt you. It doesn't mean that person is free of consequences. But forgiveness starts with a really simple decision, and it's a decision that you get to make. You make a decision to not seek revenge. 
No eye for an eye, no tooth for a tooth. You decide to not seek revenge. And you leave room for justice. Chum Mei said that he did not want Comrade Duch to be executed or forced to experience the torture that he inflicted on thousands. He didn't want revenge, nor did he really want reconciliation. But he made that simple choice not to seek revenge. And in so doing, Chum Mei took that first step towards true forgiveness. Likewise, the people of Mother Emanuel Church, they, they chose to forgive Dylan Roof. And one by one, the families of the slaughtered forgave this white supremacist who wanted war. And they did it by the power that was in the name of Jesus. They did it to his face. That's how the world is saved. This is the way of salvation for all of us. And this is what we've got to learn. And so take a moment now. What is your story? What do you need to forgive? Was it getting fired? Was it infidelity by someone you trusted? Was it being harmed by someone that you love so much? Feeling replaced? What is your story? What's our story? Who do we, as a community, as a city, as a nation, who do we need to forgive? Those who ad advocate for racial or civil war? What might it mean for Christ's church to proclaim another way for all of us to teach true forgiveness? This is for the salvation of the world. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, put the same heart of forgiveness in me that was in Christ Jesus. Help me to live as one who knows the power of forgiveness to save this world. Help that light of hope to shine through me into a world that needs you. Friends, will you please rise as we continue to pray in song. Please rise.